Hi loves, welcome back to Strip Down. I have an amazing guest on the line today. She is a friend, she is a fierce woman, she is a mama of two, and she is a pre and postnatal fitness specialist and nutritionist, and I just adore her as a human. Carly Pynchon, welcome to my show. Hi, well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, we've been talking about this, I'm so excited to get you on. Yeah, I know. It's been a while, hey? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Total total mom life, real life. I mean, you yeah. know. So for those that don't yeah. know you, why don't you just give, you know, a quick little uh, intro to yourself and who you are? Okay. Um, so Sherry told you my name. I'm Carly Pynchon. Um, I guess I'm, in terms of just like what I do in like, I guess in life, um, I'm a pre and postnatal fitness specialist and nutritionist, like she said. I work with a lot of women. Um, throughout their pregnancies and postpartum, specifically a lot of postpartum women, um, just helping them get back on track with health in a balanced way. Because obviously, uh, we were just joking before this, though, like, there's no such thing as balance, it's harmony, because (laughs) you're never balanced once you're a mom, like, it's impossible. So um, just in like a healthy way, I guess, like, I did fitness competitions, I did all that junk before. And so through that learned just how, how not um, this just doesn't work for moms. Like it's just not a, it's not a thing that normal people can do. And so I just teach health in a different way of just no restriction and just learning healthy, healthy habits that are easy, easy to do while you're raising babies. So I love that's kind of, kind of me. Yeah. And that's amazing. So speaking of that, you are a mama of two. How old are the boys now? Oh my gosh. I always get confused. So like the, the youngest one is going to be 10 months, but he was born two months early. Um, so really he's like an eight month old. And then my oldest one will be two in November. So they're like 11 months apart and both their birthdays are in November. So, and basically yeah, your, <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, it's not that crazy. It's, I mean, I shouldn't say that it's crazy, but it's, great because I feel like they'll be the best of friends or the best of fighters whatever but they'll be, <laughs> the be, they'll the be best growing up together. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah I love it exactly. no, that's awesome yeah. so speaking of being that you are a stay-at-home mom and a very yeah. much your working mom and have your two boys and everything yeah how do you get things done I love that you just said harmony mm-hmm. not balance because I literally just wrote mm-hmm. that down in my journal and I'm gonna be reminding myself yeah. of that. so how do you mm-hmm. keep harmony within your own self and within your own home? Honestly, I just, I treat every day of like, I had to learn, okay, like my to-do list of how I was able to accomplish things pre-babies is just not going to be the same anymore. And so um, for me, it was just adjusting what I can get get done in a day. And so I just do my best, like my babies still come first. And so um, whether it's like nap time or playing with them or getting them fed and like doing all the mom things, And then in between that working. And so if that means I get 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is, um, it's nice that I'm at home and it's flexible. And so because I have my own business and the nutritionist thing, but I also am an independent consultant with R1. And so like that part is also flexible. And so it's just having the flexibility to just work it, work my businesses when I can. Right. And so just knowing that like my dream was to be a stay at home mom. And so not getting mad at them for taking up my time, I think has been the biggest kind of hurdle to like overcome and be like, okay, like this is what I wanted was to stay home with them. So I have to learn that like I work when I can and not the other way around, if that makes sense. And so it was just like 
switching that in my brain really helped me just Hold on, sorry. not feel so stressed, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was just helping switch my mindset and then also, um, knowing to ask for help. And like, that was something I think I struggled with was being able to ask for help. And so like when my husband was still working, like it would be like, okay, like you're home from work. I need some time, like just handle the kids for a bit so that I can get some stuff done. Um, and now whether it's my parents or him, if I need help, I ask them, but I've just found kind of a balance of, I stay up late. I think you're the same as me. It's like oh, yeah. your baby goes to bed and then it's like, okay. uh-huh. yep. right. Because I don't, I can't focus when I'm with them. So usually it's like from nine to 12 is like my focused three hours of like, okay, my brain is finally functioning. Um, yep. And then that's, that's, <laughs> that's when I work because I'm like, whatever, this is when my brain's working and it works, works for me because my kids don't get up super early. They sleep till eight. So like, it's okay for me to stay up till 12 or one. And so, yeah, yeah. that's what works for us. Good for you. And I mean, I think it's good that you yeah. say that this works for you guys. And also like right. for you, like your babies, you know, like you said, your baby's sleeping. Amelia's the same. She sleeps in until like eight, sometimes even 9am. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, right. I know if I stay up till like even 2am and I'm a little bit tired, it's right. all good because I can catch up in the morning. Right. Totally. And it's not like you're up at five 30 with your baby or something like that's exactly. super different. If you're up till three, right. Exactly. Where you'd be like, 30, like no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think you hit the yeah. nail on the head with like saying, you know, I'm doing what works best for you as an individual. And then what works best right. for the family because everyone is right. different. Yeah. And even talk to any mom, like their schedules are so different. So like if you know, your kids are taking a three hour nap, then like maybe that's your time that you do all the stuff for you you know, and yep, or you find you help or you ask for help or you, yeah. you, know, you do what you have to. Right. Well, and yeah. that's like me right now is like, we're podcasting and I mean, I went down for a late nap. So like, I know I have right. time to podcast with you. So, you know, you just right. find increments of time, like you said, and just totally the work. So what made you find, totally. like, I guess for you, Carly, like what made you mm-hmm. figure that out? And like, what made you find that harmony and that feeling of like, okay, I need to just do the things that I need to do. Like mm-hmm. when I have that time, like, and how did you mm-hmm. also tell yourself, I, it's okay for myself to ask for help. Like, where did you find that? Right. Um, I think I've always been really great at asking my mom always jokes with that to me. Cause she's like, you've never been afraid to ask for stuff, but I've always been like, <laughs> well, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So like, I've always never had a problem with that, but then also from trial and error, like my first baby, I spent almost a year doing nothing and like just lounging with him and not accomplishing anything. And so I had that feeling of like, when I don't do anything for myself versus what it feels like to be accomplishing things for myself. And I knew I feel a lot better. I'm happier. I feel more motivated. I feel more driven and just like, just accomplished. And I feel more me when I'm doing those things for me. And so through seeing both sides of like not getting anything done for myself and then the opposite side of like working a lot. Um, I was able to kind of see like, okay, like where, where's the medium going to be of like, I guess balance, but not balance, you know, like just finding what works. And so I think it was trial and error. And then also seeing, um, on the days where let's say it's crazy with the kids. I also give myself that, like if they're super fussy one day, then I'm like, I just need to not accomplish anything because it's going to stress me out more than anything. So just giving yourself grace and knowing that not every day is going to go how you plan it. And you just got to roll with it. If you're staying at home with your baby, it's like, you can't always plan. So yeah, I think it was just trial and error of just experiencing stuff and then learning what works for us based on their schedules. And then you just roll with it that way. 
Yeah. And I think that's really sound advice and, and well said, because I think, again, especially with social media and different things and comparison mm-hmm. and everything, it's really easy to fall into. I know I did like this dark hole and be like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, look at what they're doing. Look at what they're doing. And first mm-hmm. off, I have no idea what's going on behind the scenes, but also like right. you said, everyone's schedule is different. So for all you know, they cranked out all that in the middle of the night. And like, that's why it looks like right. that, you know? So right. you yeah. have to keep that in mind and figure out like what works for you and provide yourself like right. you said, that grace. Grace and, is so important. Yeah. And like, I work with a lot of moms too in like my other business of not fitness nutrition. And so for them, sometimes it's like they've learned there is no balance. Like they have to hire help at least for three hours a day so that they can focus. And so that's where like, you have to see that for you too. Like maybe you do need to have someone help you. Like if your husband's works a lot and he's not around, like maybe you need a babysitter for a few hours. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. Even if it's for you time, you know? And I think so often moms are guilted into feeling like, oh my God, I'm such a bad mom. If I'm not like doing everything for my kids or I take time for me. And it's like, you could pay a babysitter and just go sit and do nothing by yourself. You know, like if that's going to make you feel better, like do it, just do whatever and don't worry about anyone else. Yes. And thank you for saying that because I am learning that now 17 months out. Okay. You know what? I am going to just have somebody come over and watch her for an hour. So I can just go get out of here and just get in my own seat. Or I'm just going to go upstairs and lay down on my bed and not feel guilty that like, she has with someone else downstairs and like right. I'm sitting in the house, mm-hmm. but like I'm pretending I'm not around. Totally. Yeah. And I think you learn it, right? Like how she's 17 months, you said? Yep. Yeah. So see, like I didn't feel that way until it was, yeah, like they're older now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is not a big deal. Like get someone to help me watch them. And then I go accomplish things. And I'm almost in the same boat as you now where it's like some days I think I need to just hire someone and so that I can just go away for like two or three hours and just, you know, hammer out everything I need to get done in those three hours so that I can like function and think. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And it's like, and again, okay to do that. Totally. It's actually more than okay. It's actually totally Totally. necessary and needed for all of us to like function like normal people and not feel crazy all the time. And I realize it for myself. If I don't do that, I'll notice after like a week or so, I'm like, lose my mind. I'm like, oh, because I've had right. some help and I've been on my own yeah. and I've just been exactly. in it and I'm losing it, you know? Yeah. So, and right. then of course, fitness, which I'm trying to be better about, but you mm-hmm. obviously being a fitness guru, like, can you talk yeah. to us a little bit about how you are, you know, fitness specialist and nutritionist mm-hmm. and like what maybe you do do for yourself, but also you could recommend yeah. for moms or moms to be? Yeah. So again, to the balance thing and like giving yourself grace, right? So pre-babies, I was like a seven day a weeker. I would sometimes go to the gym two times a day. I was like a fitness nut, obsessed with the gym. Obviously I didn't have kids. So I had the time to do that, those things. And so for me, after my first baby, it was an adjustment learning, like, first of all, to listen to your body because it's like, wow, you feel very different postpartum. I had two C-sections too. So it's like, you can't speed up that process of recovery. It's just you have to just do what you can with your body. And so um, for me, I always tell people like, if there's nothing wrong with taking that full six weeks, like everyone should be taking that full six weeks. Some people, I mean, they feel amazing after two and they want to go for a run because they've had like the most easy vaginal birth. And so they're like ready to go. And so if your body feels ready, go for it. But some people it's two months and they're still in a lot of pain. And so I think it's like connecting and listening to your body. And then 
knowing like you don't have to be at the same fitness level as you was you as you was as you were pre-baby <laughs> <mom> um, <laughs> yeah as you was like that's amazing English <laughs> um but yeah like you know what I mean so like you have to just kind of give yourself grace and if you're obsessed with the gym and you know it's your outlet and you want to work out seven times a week like go for it right so for me it was just kind of learning like I could fit in three to four days and well, sometimes less, but like after the first baby, it was like three to four days for 30 to 45 minute workouts. And that's all I wanted to do. I was crazy and like, just wanted to be back to my baby. Um, so I was weird. Like I never wanted to spend very much time away. So that was just me. And so that's all I would do. And so we also had child mining or I'd leave them with my parents for like 30 minutes and then I'd quickly get a workout in and then I'd go home. Um, and I just always felt better after. And so for me, that was, that's always why I've just been in love with fitness is because of it's kind of like my release or stress reliever thing. And like, I know I feel better. So that's why I go. Um, but I know it's, it's not easy to motivate yourself to do it, right? You've got to like force it in or like schedule it so that you know you're going because life gets crazy with two kids or any babies really, right? Like it's hard. And so for me, it was just finding again, that like balance of like, okay, what's going to work for me and letting it go that like, I don't need to go seven times a week and work out really hard. Um, and letting go of the fact that like my body was different post baby. It didn't look the same. It didn't go back to looking totally the same. Um, my strength was like cut in half. So like for me, and that was big because I lift weights and stuff. So like me never being as strong was really hard for me to get over. And it's just, I don't know, I've never been as strong. And like, I still have so many problems with my hips and my stomach from the C-section. And so it's just, you just kind of deal with it. Right. And again, it's the grace thing of knowing like you birth two babies or three babies or one baby, like whatever it is, but that's sometimes a lot on your body. And so just knowing like, it's not stuff. Again, it's to stop comparing to these like perfect bodies on social media with like 5 million followers who literally are paid for looking that way. Right. Uh-huh. Like that's yeah. how they're making money. So it's, you can't compare yourself and also don't judge them either. Like if their bodies bounce back and look amazing, like amazing for them, but that might not be you and that's okay. Like we're all well, different. That's why so. I say at the bounce back, honestly, because to me, right. really not a real thing. And like, if you do right. look amazing, then maybe like you said, like you're being paid to look amazing or you have a trainer or a, like me right. in Hollywood. I know a lot of people who chose to have a tummy tuck right after having a C-section. Like, right. and that's great. No shade. Wait, I didn't like, even know that was a thing. Oh my God. Are you <laughs> kidding? Here in Hollywood, I have no. so many friends, like legit right after they gave birth, they got a tummy tuck. Right. So like, that's the side that people don't see and like the Photoshop and the editing. And so it's like, you can't look at that. Like for me, what I always remind people too, cause I used to really deal with body image stuff. And so for me, like I always tell people every time I'd have like negative thoughts, I never really experienced it post baby because I'd done so much like personal growth before them that I was able to like not go into that, you know, that dark place. Um, but it's like every time you're having negative thought, like look at your baby and then like, be like, is this baby worth it? And you're going to feel like, yes. And like, just don't look at yourself in the mirror. Don't pick yourself apart. Like, yeah. And if you're in a bad place, it's like, for me, what worked for me was like, throw on a robe, don't stare in front of a mirror, just go to your thing go focus on your baby, do the best you can during the day in terms of health. You know, I like, I mean, I had my babies in November. So with my first, I literally lived on sugar cookies for like, <laughs> two months. like I made this massive batch and I just lived on sugar cookies and it's like, I love the yeah, I'm a nutritionist. 
like I'm a nutritionist and I lived on sugar cookies. Okay. Flour, butter, and sugar. And <laughs> like, uh, it's just like, it's what worked though, because it was crazy. Like right. you're just breastfeeding and you're like not sleeping and you're it's just crazy. Like, that's just what was easy. Yep. Right. Yep. So like, and I have people that message me like, Oh my God, my baby's three months. And like, I'm just eating, like I'm not sleeping and I'm not eating. And like, how can I like lose 20 pounds? I'm like, maybe don't worry about the 20 pounds. Like, yeah. Just don't worry about it yet because it's going to come off. Like if, just do the best you can. Right. And eat a healthy ish. If that's what you want, if you want to hire someone, great, go for it. But like, don't stress yourself out over it. Like something we learned in school and like something I think so many people don't realize is like we always say, like it took nine months to grow a baby. It literally should take your body nine months to start adjusting back to normal. But so many people want like the one month, two month, three months bounce back. And like, that's not realistic for most people. So don't even get on that, you know, that Instagram train of all these people being like, bounce back in three weeks. Thank like, no, don't do it. <laughs> no, but thank you. Because like, I told you this because we've been friends and I, you know, and yeah. I honestly like, have gone to you for, you know, advice and making yeah. a feel and we've had phone calls because I've said to you, like between my postpartum depression and then not, you know, bouncing back, quote unquote, right. all these things that I felt like I should be going on. And you were, you know, right. so just supportive of that, but it's like, it's right. Mamas need to hear that because listen, I'm 17 months out and like, I'm just starting to look at my body and go, okay, you're not where we, I thought I was going to be, but mm-hmm. like we've lost most, like the most of the weight is gone now. And like, now right. we're kind of working on like the toning and you know, the flesh, if you will. And like mm-hmm. my body's shrinking again and I'm everywhere I go. Right. Like, God, you look so small. And it's like, okay, I'm starting to come back seven right. months later, right. not three months later, you right. know? And I was in pain right. for like the first, like almost six months I had to right. when I go on long walks. Now I still right. have pain in my C-section area. Like, right. See you know, what I'm saying? The yeah. pain sometimes isn't gone after six weeks. And so you got to listen to your body. Like you can't just go off and doctors too. Like, I'm sorry, but they just, Oh, they blanket statement, everything that they say. And it's like, they don't focus on what actually happened or like the traumatizing birth you could have had or the surgeon that did your C-section even like some are great. Some are terrible. Yeah. My first C-section was amazing for recovery. She did such a great job. My second one, I still have pain. I have massive amounts of scar tissue. I get weird pains in my stomach all the time. Like I have so many issues now and like, I still have that bulge, right? You know, right. like you get the bulge and mm-hmm. like with my first, I was like, I was only four months postpartum when I got pregnant and like, it was gone. Like I was in Mexico. People were like, you had a baby. Like it was totally flat with my second. Like I still get super bloaty weird and like look six months pregnant, like almost every day. Like my belly just bloats out. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh my like, God. I get that pregnancy just, flow all the time. And I'm like, what is it? And then this? I'm like, am I pregnant? I'm like, am I yep. pregnant? I yep. know I'm pregnant instead of like this just being how I look, but no, but right. it's just, your body's different. Like you just bloat out like you're pregnant and whatever. I had two babies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I yeah. birthed two humans for sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sorry that my stomach looks like it carried a baby. Wow. Sue me. That's so terrible. <laughs> right. Yeah, <I'm> a mom. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And you look amazing. Like for anyone that's like listening, like Thank when you. they like, go to your internet, you look amazing and like, but you're, but you look healthy and you look amazing. You don't right. just look like, you know, Oh, I just tried to get this body back. And like, again, no shade no. to anyone, but it's like, when I see other moms, you know, posting and being like, Oh, you know, I stopped breastfeeding because I want to get my body back. I'm like, okay, well right. that's your choice. But like, don't yeah. push that on all of us that like you right. have to do that because I've yes. by many people that were like, 
oh, you know, maybe if you stop breastfeeding, you'll lose the weight. And guess what? For yeah. me, newsflash, now being at where I am, I'm still nursing yeah. and I've actually dropped more weight from it. And my doctor and pediatrician both told me that I'm actually shrinking like down in like my measurements because I am so mm-hmm. breastfeeding and it's actually right. helping my body. Right. So I think that's a good thing that you touched on. And I think a confusing thing for a lot of people is that people, first of all, I, you know, you know how I feel about breastfeeding. So like the people that push people to stop, it just pisses me off to like, Oh, it makes me so angry because it's like, we need to be supporting mothers trying to breastfeed. Like if they want to breastfeed, let them push through and keep breastfeeding. Don't just like discourage them from doing it because that's what makes moms feel like, Oh, well, like, I guess I shouldn't. And then there's so much guilt around it after. Like I talked to so many moms who people push formula on them. And so they just did it. And then they feel guilty and shameful because they switched to formula. And it's like, so what's worse, right? Like pushing through the struggle or then always feeling guilty for switching so early and not now, now not having milk or whatever it is. Right, so, exactly. And also uh, like, yeah. And also yeah. and you and I both know we're breastfeeding advocates, but it's like, obviously at the end of the day, it's like, whatever is best is fed is best. Right. And you do, you do what you right. got to do with your baby. Right. But I completely agree with you. Like if you want to breastfeed and you're, but you're struggling, like, why are people not saying, you know what? It's a freaking struggle in the beginning. It's not easy. Like right. it's this magical right. freaking journey. The journey I have right. now Amelia, is actually why I'm not ready to end because now right. it's magical and now it's wonderful. Right. It used to be. Right. Exactly. And so that's where I'm coming from. Is like, cause I have moms tell me like, well, someone just told me to formula feed cause it was easier, but like, I wish I kept breastfeeding. And so it's like, just help people just support them and steer them in directions of resources, you know, instead of like, just quit. Cause it's like, it, it is, it's not going to be what helps. Like, I mean, okay. So typically some moms might hold five to 10 pounds of fat. Um, if they're still breastfeeding, that's not that much weight. Right. So like if you're breastfeeding and you're carrying weight though, it's probably because you're not getting enough nutrients in your diet. So your body's keeping that fat as like a safety because it's worried about when the milk supply kind of might drop down or you might not be eating. And so it's just a safety mechanism of our bodies. Um, and so for people who are still there, like I'm breastfeeding, like maybe that's why I'm not losing weight. I'm always like, I breastfed both my babies. I'm still breastfeeding both of them. And I think that's what helped me get like skinny fast. Cause I dropped a lot of weight really quickly. And I'm not someone who wants to be skinny. Like I've always been like fit, you know? So for me, like it ate up my muscle too. And like, that wasn't amazing for me. I know if I stopped breastfeeding, I could probably work out harder too. And so, I mean, but I just keep breastfeeding because I'm like, whatever, it's what I feel is like great for my kids and they love it. And so I'm not ready to give it up. Um, but for other people, like it's, yeah, I don't like that either. When people push that as a like societal thing, like just stop breastfeeding. You'll lose all the weight. Like, is that really the society we're living in that that's more important? It's just crazy to me that that's what's pushed. It's like, oh yeah, just stop. Cause then you'll get skinny. Like, no, like, why are we even yeah, thank you. Exactly. Like, and who cares like, about getting skinny? Like, right, it's like, right. Exactly. And again, like you said, this is such a short and fleeting moment. And again, if you choose yeah. to like, want to like, you know, have whatever that body and whatever, like that's yeah. your choice, but like, don't necessarily right. base it around the fact of like, Oh, well then I should stop breastfeeding my baby. Because honestly, I have those moments, like, especially right. from like you said, the bulge of my C-section, right. I really like in those, like, I would say four to like six months, I was like, oh my God, my body, this is so gross. Like I was so mean to myself, yeah. especially in the mirror. Yeah. And I thought right. to myself, oh, if I just stop breastfeeding, like maybe I will just lose it. And like, this right. and that. but right. I had 
such a, you know, for me, like you really wanted to, I just kept going and I'm so thankful I did because not only now is it so Mm -hmm. wonderful and such a great, like, you know, magical moment between her and I, but Mm -hmm. also, like I said, I've actually shedded the weight. Like my own doctor saw me and said, you know, you're probably a lot skinnier because, you know, your organs are shrinking from your rusty. Nobody talks about that. No. And on average, like you burn between 500 to 700 calories breastfeeding a baby a day. Um, and I think a problem is like when people hear that, they think, okay, like, so if I eat less too, then I'm just going to get skinny. And so that's not how it works. You have to replenish those calories. And right. so a lot of people think that they're struggling with milk supply or whatever. And often it's because they're not eating enough. And so a big thing for me is like, I have a massive appetite. I eat tons of food. I snack all day long. Um, but it's, I think it's my nutritionist background that I'm really aware of the foods I'm consuming. So like, it's just being more mindful to like load your body with the healthy, good foods. Um, and just know that like, if you're burning 600 to 700 calories breastfeeding, like you got to make up for that somewhere. So add extra fats or like extra carbs or like more fruit to your diet or whatever it is to like get those calories in. Well, yeah. And that's great advice. And since you are a nutritionist, can you give us some examples of things for moms? Yeah. So like for me, um, something I always recommend for moms, like if they, if they're on the go, obviously you're a mom. (laughs) Are you on the go? No, obviously you are. So like for (laughs) me, sometimes I say, my like easy fix is smoothies. Like honestly, throwing all the healthy stuff in the blender um, and then being able to just chug it back because it's easy. It doesn't take much prep time. So like that's my safety if I have oh, anything. Yeah, it's so easy. It takes two seconds and your kid's older. So she'd probably drink some. Like it's so easy. So like I give it to my older one all the time. Like whatever I made for my smoothie, it's like here, have a cup. And then his lunch is done too. Um, and so I usually do it at lunchtime. If you're a morning person though, that doesn't like to eat breakfast, it could be your morning thing. If you always skip dinner, it could be your nighttime thing. So like, there's no, who cares where you're eating it, but that's just like my safety thing. And so that looks like something I think a lot of people miss is the fats. So like always making sure you're adding like a heaping spoon of like nut butter or whether it's like coconut oil or avocado or like something that's fatty to your shake, that's going to keep you fuller. So like that's super important. And then I always add greens, like frozen greens, frozen fruit, and then protein powder or something and water or nut milk or whatever it is for you. Um, that's what I do for my smoothies. And then in terms of meals, like I'm a breakfast person. I love eggs and toast. I eat eggs and toast every single day. It's easy. It's quick. My kid eats the same thing. Um, when I was nursing too, like I always, even now, like I still start my day with a banana because I feel like I'm going to faint when I wake up. I'm so hungry. Right. Um, so like, well, you're still, you're breastfeeding two, two babies. So right. yeah. Right. So like, it's like eat a piece of fruit. Um, I always keep fruit on hand and then making like healthy cookies because I'm a cookie person. So that was just like, maybe I can like make a recipe and like give it to you to post or something. But yeah, um, absolutely. I would love that. Cause I always go with like kind of lactation ish, right? Like oatmeal is amazing for milk supply. So if you're breastfeeding, like oatmeal is really easy, like mix protein powder in it again, and then a nut butter or something. Um, and then like I do eggs and toast, like you can do that. Make sure you're putting like coconut oil or butter, like good fats on your bread. So it's just like knowing that fats are not bad for you and they actually really help carbs and fats are super important for your milk supply. So like not trying to diet, you know, like some people are like, I'm just going to eat really light and like salads and so often we take out the carbs and the fats because obviously diet culture has taught us that. Um, but those are so important for your health as a female, first of all. And then also if you're breastfeeding, like you need extra. So 
not cutting those things out. And then, yeah, like dinners are, I don't know, like we were eating out a lot lately, but we would just be trying to like order healthier stuff or cooking rice because it's cheap and easy. And then I'm, I don't know, my thing lately has been like beans, rice, and avocado. I've been like loving it. I don't know why. It's just been so good with lots of salt. So like easy stuff, like it doesn't have to be super complicated. Um, we buy pre-made quinoa salads all the time and then add lettuce to it and eat that, you know, like so easy, like, I don't know. I'm kind of the person that's like, oh, canned stuff. No, it's not amazing, but it's better than me just eating McDonald's. So I'm going to eat that. So it's just like not trying to be perfect when you're, especially when you're a new mom of like, just do your best. If you're eating, like I always keep frozen veggies in my freezer because fresh ones, I'm lazy a lot of the time and they go bad. So like I eat frozen veggies here and there, you know? So it's just not trying to be perfect, like do your best, but don't try to be perfect because it's hard trying to cook real healthy, fresh meals when you're postpartum is not easy. Right. So. And I, and I appreciate you saying that and I'm sure your mom as well too, because you are also a fitness specialist nutritionist. So to come from you and hear that, it's like, Oh my gosh, like she's also breaking the quote unquote rules too. And it's totally okay. Yeah. It's fine. Like that's what I hate is like, I don't know. I used to try to be this like perfect, like, Oh, look how healthy I am. But now I'm like, yeah, I was craving McDonald's last night and I ate it. Is it good for me? (laughs) Not really, but it was good for my mind. Like I needed a burger. So, I mean, I eat quite plant-based a lot of the time, but like if I'm craving something, I'll have it. So no, I'm not totally vegan. Um, I still eat meat, but I just don't eat it often. It's just like a preference now after my first baby, I couldn't eat meat in my first pregnancy. And so I've just totally kind of switched to, we don't eat much meat at home, but like if I'm out, and I want a McDonald's cheeseburger. I'm getting it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. No, I'm good you know, for like, you. Yeah. I'm so 80, 20, like live your life pretty healthy. But when you want something, just have it because I dealt with binge eating disorder and I've just learned that restricting completely just doesn't work for me. So I just live flexible and go for what I want when I want it. And then you just don't crave it as much, you know? Right. So yeah. So well yeah. said so, and so true. Mm-hmm. And I think again, like so good to say of you that like, that's what you do. And you genuinely, if you're craving McDonald's, you're like, guess what? I'm getting McDonald's. (laughs) It's not like you shame yourself and go, Oh no, I I want it, but I can't do it because there's a lot of people who do that. And like you said, I think it's more dangerous to go down that road than it is to just go for the burger and then start over. Right. So it's, yeah. I mean, I keep chocolate almonds on hand always. I keep cookies because I need them. Okay. That's not a want. It's need for me. Like I need some chocolate every day, pretty much. Like some days I don't crave it. I don't need it. Right. I'm with you. Um, I'm a total chocolate. Right. But I have to have it because if I, I need to just know that like, okay, I can grab some and then I eat it and it's fine. And then I don't go binging. And that's something I used to really like blackout binging, like would eat everything. Like I had serious problems with it. So that's just how I operate now. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm still maintaining my weight. I don't gain weight, you know? So I think there's nothing wrong with it to eat a little bit of chocolate, have a burger when you want it. Like there's nothing wrong with that at all. So this buzzword of intuitive eating, is that kind of what you're basically talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And it's really hard to transition to if you've lived a life of diet culture, but it's like, for me, it was just, I had to eliminate all restrictions. And I, what worked for me was like, instead of just never having it, cause you always hear that, like, just don't have it in your cupboard. Just like, don't have it in your house. Um, that doesn't work for me because then if it was somewhere, I'd feel like I had to eat it all. And so for me, it's keeping it around and like knowing, 
Um, if I want something, I'm going to go eat it. But I've learned to be able to listen to my body where it's like, oh, I kind of feel full. I should probably stop eating where like I would eat until I felt like I needed to puke. So like for me, it was just learning the difference of just let's just have it there and like taking as much as I needed. Um, and that's what I teach in a lot of my programs. So it was like, here's a plate. Now fill it with all these good foods and then just go eat your foods. Like don't weigh it, don't measure it, don't calorie count. You don't need to do those things um, in order to lose weight, right? Like if you're a competitor or something trying to get super lean, things change. But for the average person, that's totally not necessary. So I'm totally into intuitive eating. I listen to my body and I eat what I'm feeling. And most of the time when you do that, you crave the healthy stuff because that's what serves our body. So I know like sometimes I don't feel like eating a salad, but I'll just kind of make one. And I'm like, wow, this tastes so good. And I feel so good after. So it's kind of just learning to listen, but also know like our body thrives on healthy food. So eating it most of the time, you're going to feel better. Right. No. And I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I like how you explain intuitive eating, because I think again, with these major buzzwords that we're seeing all over, you know, social and online and everything else, it's like, Uh hard sometimes to decipher like well what does that like really mean like oh so if I'm just like right. wanting chocolate all day I should just go for it no not necessarily yeah. you know so it's like yeah. yeah yeah it's learning to listen to your hunger and full cues where like depending how you were raised like I was raised oh you eat all the food on your plate you eat it you have to finish that's my husband uh-huh. right and so for me still, like I'm going to finish food on my plate, but if I'm like out at some restaurant and the portions are massive, which normally they are these days, I can stop because I'm like, first of all, if I don't keep eating, I get this again tomorrow or, you know, whatever that is. Like I've switched it in my brain to know, like, I don't need to eat it all right now. Cause then I'm going to feel like garbage and like, let's just save some. And then whether my husband eats it all or tomorrow I get it for lunch, you know, like, so just being able to listen to my body so I don't feel like I want to puke. Like that's not fun when you eat like that, right? You don't feel good after you don't have energy and food is supposed to energize you. Like if you're feeling lethargic and crappy, you probably have like some type of allergic reaction to either the foods you're eating or your body's not processing them well. And so, or you're eating too much. And so it's just learning, learning that balance. And then you just feel better. And then it's like, Oh, you know, like whatever the quote unquote bad food is like I try to get rid of that altogether the bad and good thing um because no foods to me are bad there's just sometimes too much of foods that like are high in calories you know so it's just yeah once you listen like for me I can eat a piece or two of pizza now where I would have eaten the whole box because I had to eat everything because it's like oh my god I'm cheating I better eat all the pizza right now or else who knows when I'll be able to eat it again and tomorrow I'm going to be perfect and so it's just learning like wow I ate two pieces of pizza like I don't it's okay And then I just eat my normal way the next day. It's not the end of the world. Right, exactly. And I think that's the biggest takeaway from this is it's not the end of the Mm -hmm. world. Trust Mm -hmm. in yourself, trust in your body, Mm -hmm. trust in what you're feeling to be able to like make those decisions. And I was going to say, so when you mentioned the smoothies, Carly, maybe you can give me one to like put in my um, (laughs) show for people. But like, what are the main things? Like you said the greens and like maybe like a, you know, like a protein and use like a water or like a, you know, almond milk or something, but like, what do you do certain fruits and vegetables? Like, do you kind of mix it up? So I buy frozen spinach or I buy like the fresh spinach and then put it in my freezer, but like frozen spinach, frozen kale is usually I take a handful of each. Um, Frozen fruit could be like mixed berries or like the tropical blends, which is more like peaches and pineapples. Like I'm so, or a banana, like you just throw whatever in it. Um, Again, like I'm not a portion, like I don't weigh or measure. So it's like, I just kind of eye it. Um, and then it's just like, like a heaping tablespoon of almond butter or 
Um, like I, you can buy frozen avocado now actually from Costco too. So like maybe a handful of that. And so just throwing that all in a blender, I have protein powder and then boom, that's, that's my smoothie. And you can do smoothie bowls too, like make it thicker with less water and then put it in a bowl, top it with more nut butter and then granola or something. And like, to me, that feels like you're eating a dream. Like you're in California. So like if people are, a lot of people are around there, like anywhere where you live, that's hot, it's going to taste good. Um, I also make this protein pudding recipe, which is like amazing and it's thick and dreamy and like a mousse. And so like, I do stuff like that for my sweet cravings because I'm a total sweet tooth. So yeah, if I'm wanting sweet tasting stuff all day, I do because I'm an adult. <laughs> like, so it's right. just learning what, what you like, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's so great. And I have a question too. So I know I also yeah. have a lot of listeners between social yeah. and my podcast that are like, you know, older, like, you know, they're, they're, they're moms, but they're most of their babies yeah. are pretty grown or they're gone yeah. from their homes. And they're in that new season of life where they're like, okay, you know, I'm past the, like, I birthed the baby. I'm now wanting right. to like kind of get back and that sort of thing, but they're feeling discouraged because it's been such a long time. Mm-hmm. What advice right. do you maybe have for them as a, you know, fitness specialist, a nutritionist and some different mm-hmm. things to take away from it? Um, to just start, like if you're totally out of the habit of the gym, like set your, set your goals. I mean, set goals high, but set goals realistic too. So like, if you know for yourself trying to go to the gym every day and I'm going to eat perfect every day and I'm like, that's not going to happen if you're not doing any of those things right now. So like maybe three days a week you decide, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and like you schedule them. Like I always say sometimes scheduling into your calendar makes like, all right, like I have to do that at that time. So like sometimes that can be helpful. Um, and so whether that's whatever is good for you, whether that's two days, three days, five days, six days, like whatever it is. Um, and then in terms of nutrition, just like, I mean, you can always, work with people to, to have a meal plan or like a guide or like whatever I do challenges sometimes, like you can do stuff like that, but maybe if you're not ready to fully go into that yet, it's like you change one meal. So if you know, at dinner, you're usually eating garbage. Maybe that's when you make the smoothie because it just alleviates that, like eating all the food and all the bad food and just like eating all night long because you're you're just in that habit of just munching, you know? And I just use the word, see, I use the word bad food, but I hate using that because it's like, it's you, I don't know. Sometimes people will make like really heavy dinners and then they snack on like all the empty calories all night long. So just like, if you know, that's your bad, like your, your time where you're <laughs> your bad time again, like where you're just like off and you feel like eating all the foods, um, switch it to like a smoothie or do something different to kind of change your habits even if it's just one time a day to start and then like change your next meal. Um, something I always tell people is like fill half your plate with veggies. It's like eliminate the idea of like doing almost your whole plate with like a massive thing of pasta, like just switch it to add to half your plate being salad, like little switches like that can go a long way. That's a really good tip. And I didn't even think about that for like, even someone like my mom, because my mom, like I think she right. likes, she's not, in love with like her body and she birthed three mm-hmm. freaking babies, you know, myself, my two brothers yeah. and, you know, and she has moments and, you know, she tries to get to the gym as much as she can. She really has a good job of mm-hmm. overall getting there, but she has moments where she like wants to try all these different mm-hmm. diets and she gets frustrated by like no results right. and something like this or this tastes horrible. And so I feel like right. there's a lot of moms out there like that. Right. And so for me, like in anything I teach, I try to just teach healthier alternatives, but still to the foods that you're already loving. Because if you try to just do like the plain rice, chicken and broccoli or whatever, like you're going to want to kill yourself. Like, no, like it's not, 
it's not going to be satisfying for very long, right? So you've got to find ways to like do healthy, healthier, healthier alternatives, but like still eating the foods you love. So like I still eat pasta. Do you guys say pasta there? People make fun of me in Canada because I go pasta. Yeah, it's pasta. You're like, hilarious. Whatever. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. Because all my friends in California, like you guys all do like high A's, like California, but then pasta all of a sudden is pasta. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, and I'm from New York originally and I feel like somehow oh, I've, right. I've mixed like what pasta yeah. was in New York to like a little bit of California. So I feel like at this point, my, yeah. my verbiage is totally wonky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so funny. But anyways, pasta, like I still eat it. Like it, so it's just like this thing, like, oh my gosh, like that's the worst food. And like bread is the worst food, but like, I love bread. So I eat toast every morning. I typically try to eat gluten-free just because I know for myself, gluten doesn't, um, I don't feel my best when I eat gluten. So like I'll eat gluten-free pastas and like we make, we make spaghetti all the time, but like I load my sauce with lots of veggies. So it's simple fixes like that of just like add more veggies to it. Or like, you know, like I don't see anything wrong with a spaghetti sauce and lots of veggies on pasta if you're eating the right amount, you know, like, so not loading like mounds of it on the plate because that's too much, but then maybe you're still starving because you didn't have enough fats, you know? So it's just learning that balance of like adding all the types of food together. And then, like I said, add more veggies, like it helps. They're going to keep you fuller, feeling better, gives your body more nutrients, and then you feel more satisfied. Right. And I think that's so beautifully said because I think so many times people like myself included, we associate so many foods as like, Oh, that's horrible. Or, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. It's like, as soon as you do that, you put that relationship, it's like game. Right. Right. And so it's a work in progress. Like if you're anywhere, obviously most of your listeners are going to be like 20 to 80. I don't know, but like you've probably grown up with that in your head. Like it's a work in progress all the time to like switch your mindset to not think of things as like bad or good, or I'm bad or, you know, like, that food is bad. Like everyone's going to say like pasta, bread, pizza, ice cream, like those are all terrible, but no, they're not. It's amount. It's the amount you're consuming in one, in one sitting that can be bad for you. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think, I think that's really well said. And again, someone like you who does have background, I think it's Mm -hmm. amazing for others to hear you say this and be so open and raw about it and not just be like, right. Oh, you need to do A, B, and C, because that's where I feel like right. a lot of us, myself included, it feels so daunting right. and it's like exhausting. Right. It feels like too much. And then right. you don't do anything. Exactly. So, <laughs> right. Right. And so like, that's where a lot of people are like, okay, well, like I need a workout plan. And sometimes I'm like, well, are you working out right now? And they go, no. And so uh, based on what they tell me, cause I do a lot of phone consults. So it's like, okay, like if you're eating like garbage, and you're not working out, I'm going to only tell you to switch one thing. And if you can get your eating down, cause that's more important. Um, if you can switch your eating around and then get that underway. So you feel like you have more of a routine with how you're eating, then I'll say, okay, like now do you feel like you have the time to add an exercise? And so if you love exercise, keep doing it, obviously don't like stop. But I always say like, if it's for weight loss specifically, like exercising is more like a supplement to me. Like your nutrition is number one. And then your workouts are just, they're good for you and they're going to help shape your body. And like, if you feel great doing them, amazing. Um, but I try to have people switch the nutrition and then when they feel good and ready now add in the workouts, cause you've developed new healthy eating habits. Right. Yeah. That's a really, yeah. that's a really good tip. Well, I know because your mom life, you do have to go shortly, but is there anything else yeah. you want to share with us or anything, you know, fitness and nutrition wise that we should 
you know, takeaway or like little gems that we should maybe write down or, you know, kind of note in our brain that are important to think about no matter like where we are in our own, you know, fitness and nutrition journey? Um, yeah, like I think we've kind of covered a lot of almost my philosophies, but really just like, don't focus on being perfect. Like you're not going to be, um, even me, like I've learned to let that go. And it's, it's just so draining to try and be perfect all the time. So I always like do your best and your best can look different based on where you're at in your life. Um, and what's going on in your, you know, with mom life or work life or whatever's going on. And so, but also to not let yourself have that excuse of like, well, I'm a mom. So like, let's just be like terrible to myself. Cause that's how I always think of it. It's like when you're feeding your body healthy foods, you feel your best, you operate your best. And so to me, then you're just a happier person all around. So like still focusing, like taking that time to focus on you and like feed your body good foods, but don't beat yourself up when you feel like eating pizza or burgers, you know? Um, and just knowing that you don't have to be perfect. And just if working out, you don't have the time to like get to a gym, don't like do a little bit at home or go for walks with your kid or chase your toddler around. Like there's so many things that you can do to get active. It doesn't mean you have to spend two hours in the gym. So just letting, giving yourself some grace, you know? Well said, Mama. Thank you yeah. so much for being on. You, I knew you were going to be well, and I so appreciate, you know, for myself and for others, the inspiration and everything you shared, and also just that realness of like we're all not perfect, even if we try to be. Right. And like, the more you right. fight it, the more you actually feel like more drained, and the more you just kind of allow things and figure things out, the more it starts to like totally. come together. And you're a perfect example totally. of that. You're a working mama who has two. Mm-hmm. Beautiful- you know, you're thriving, you have your own, you know, Arbon business, you've got your own clients, mm-hmm. a nutritionist, you know, you're, you're just, you're, you're a whole package, if you will, you know what I mean? Thank and like, you. <laughs> you're just such an inspiration, you know, and, and you've been such a good friend to me. And I just think this is so good for others to hear because again, in a diet culture and everything that's around us, mm-hmm. I love how real and raw you were about all of that. And it's like, at the end of the day, you want that burger, go for that burger, mama. <laughs> totally. And like, I'm literally still in my pajamas and I haven't washed my hair in a week. So like, you know, like it's just no, I know my hair is up on life. I've got pajamas on the sports bra. I'm right there with you. Yeah. Right. So it's like people see these Instagram pictures and it's like, wow. And like, I literally posted some like professional photos today. Like that is not what I look like right now. So just knowing that that's not always how things are. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And I love that. And, And I love you for that. So Thank you so much. And can you just go ahead and plug yourself? Because I know everyone's going to want to go find you and stalk you out. Yeah. So best place to find me, I literally answer every single DM is just my name. So C-A-R-L-Y-P-I-N-C-H-N, Carly Pynchon um, on Instagram. And like, that's really where, I mean, I do YouTube. I have a website, but you can find all that off my Instagram. So that's the best place to find me. And if they want to potentially get you for a consult or something, same thing. Just message me. Like emails, I'm bad at now because I don't usually use my emails much. So like DMs, I'm so on it with checking and inquiring with people. So yeah, just message me there. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carly. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Liz. And we host the Mom Deconstructed podcast. We interview moms to find out the real story of their mothering journey. Motherhood is the most difficult job there is, but unless we allow ourselves to create community and accept the help of others, it can be a very lonely endeavor. Let's get beyond the superficial, delve into the dreams that inspire us, the struggles that test us, and the conversations that connect us. You can listen to Mom Deconstructed anywhere you get your podcasts, from the Parents on Demand Network and at momdeconstructed.com.